0: This is Neve Bushnell from Tech Ireland, and I am here with my namesake, Neve Given from Meta and Nest. And Neve is here in Dublin at InspireFest. She's normally based in a couple of different places. It sounds like an Asian, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, we met a couple of years ago in Shenzhen when Neve showed me around some of the work that she was doing with PCH at the time. And it was really great to see what was going on there and to learn about what Neve was doing herself. And that's really what we want to dive into today. So, Neve, first of all, welcome to the Tech Ireland podcast. Thank you, Neve. It's great to be here. Uh, tell us, first of all, how you got to Asia, because one of the things we want to talk about is Irish companies and why they should really consider Asia. So tell us your story first of Asia. Um, Yeah, so actually mine started in university, and um, I can remember sitting in
1: a strategy class and the lecturer going, um, what's happening in China is going to transform how business is is happening today, and it's a a region that everyone here should be conscious of. Um, And it wasn't a country I'd ever considered really as, I hadn't been outside Europe at that stage, and um, then I went on my search for my business, for a graduate role, and uh, I saw a job for a business graduate position in Shenzhen with a, a small Irish supply chain startup at the time, PCH. And um that, those words just resonated with me. I connected the dots and, uh, and applied for it. Didn't expect anything to come out of it. Didn't even know where Shenzhen was at the <laughs> time, really. Um, and then never looked back from then. Met with the team, met with Liam Casey and uh, hopped on an airplane. And uh, haven't looked back, that was 15 years ago.
0: Wow. OK, so you went there sight unseen and then said, hey, this actually can become home for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's like Shenzhen as a city developed so much while I was there. I lived there for 10 years and um, it's just incredible to see the development that happened, what changed in the manufacturing and supply chain side of things while I was there. And also getting to work at the cutting edge of, I was working with clients with the likes of Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, through that entire iPod, iPhone, iPad, boom. So just getting to see how we interacted interacted with technology, how it changed throughout that time. and And we also got to work a lot with hardware startups as well while I was there and getting being able to bridge that gap for people who had never been to Asia before and helping to enable them to create their dream, to get product to market into the hands of consumers was just a, a phenomenal experience.
0: Wow. It sounds like you were doing a lot of new things and learning as you went.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. And I think that's the thing in China as well. There is it's just, it's a constant learning and changing. Like They've completely skipped the laptop desktop kind of uh, era. They went straight to mobile phones when I had my own uh, online startup in, in China as well myself. Again, how they interact uh, with an e-commerce store is just so different and the volume that they do and the infrastructure that they have to um, ship product all over China at such speed is just, it's incredible.
0: Wow, okay, I wanna dive in more into that. Because I know there's lots of startups out there in Ireland who are curious and interested in the markets that make up Asia, right? China obviously being the big kahuna in there, um, but are also kind of Concerned about doing it, so we let's dive into that. But first of all, give us the what happened next after PCH and where you are now. Bring us up to date.
1: Um yes, yeah, so got a lot of opportunity at PCH to do a lot of different thing and it, things, and it opened up a huge amount of opportunities for me. So, um, I'd already been mentoring um on some startup accelerator programs for Nest, which is a venture capital and innovation platform in Hong Kong, and been on panels with them and got to know them, and so. They were starting to expand outside Hong Kong into Southeast Asia, uh, Middle East and Africa. They were working in different verticals than I'd worked in before. Uh, previously i had been all hardware, whether this was fintech, health tech, smart cities, and really looking at v- cutting edge technologies and how they were changing the way we live and work today. Um, so I got an opportunity to join them and head up their um, innovation program. So any corporate partner that they were working with from Korea to Nairobi, um, I was looking after how those interactions happened and how we could help startups partner with those corporates and help them build their businesses in these regions.
0: Wow, that's a um, really valuable experience. I know we're going you and I are going to talk more about that, but that multinational startup engagement piece is fascinating.,
1: uh, incredible. And I think it's like it's one of the learnings of of going to Asia and that it's like, you can't assume anything, you always, every conversation, it's how you go about business in your day-to-day life. And you've got to apply it the same there in Asia, the Middle East and Africa, the the conversations, the ideas, the opportunities, um, you just can't make assumptions beforehand. You've got to sit down and talk and really uh, see where the fit is. And that's something that we help facilitate for startups as they're looking to to, to go across markets and also help facilitate for corporates because They haven't worked with startups a lot before and don't know how best to engage with them. And so having someone help facilitate that can make a big difference. But what we also found was that in a lot of these ecosystems, there was a lot of different things happening. The government was doing one thing. Universities were doing another. uh, Corporates were doing another. And there was no neutral place to bring everyone together. And that's where the concept of Meta came together. And that's our community for uh, innovators. And that's where the power of connections really comes together and bringing all those different stakeholders from the ecosystem together into one location uh, and making it a a neutral place where you can have the head of innovation from two different competing banks uh, being able to talk about what we can do to make fintech and make banking better for our consumers. And so creating that neutral area where people who normally wouldn't meet each other get to get together and talk about uh, innovation and how it can make an impact.
0: Yeah. And I think you know that's absolutely a strategic direction for Tech Ireland in the future is because we're tracking multinational product companies that have a base in Ireland, we're tracking all of our product innovation companies that are startups, so learning from you and getting some ideas from you in terms of how we can better engage those two sides is something that we shall talk about anon. But um so 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 that's what you're doing now. Uh, in terms of Small companies, I mean, you've worked with very large companies coming into Asia. You've worked with small companies doing deals with corporates. Thinking about the Irish startup scene and what you know of it, and I know you have our Innovation Nation book, and you've been going around. I mean, you're very well connected in Ireland, even though you've been away so long. So you have a lot of connections here. If you were starting up again here, let's say, or through one of the startups that you know here, who haven't touched the ground or even thought about Asia and maybe looking the other way, maybe looking west instead of east, how would you advise them to think of that in a couple of different ways?
1: Um, yeah, and this is no simple answer to this. I think um but first you need to be ready. Okay, so you're if you're going to scale across into uh, some in a market like Asia where the the region has so many different local markets, you need to be ready for it and you need to have your product at a stage that you're ready to show something and then you can adapt it to the different markets. Okay. Um, if you go too early and you're still got so many questions, you will end up in a spiral of redeveloping, trying to change it for Thailand versus Indonesia versus Hong Kong. And China in itself is a complete other uh market to take on so i would really recommend them make sure that you're ready and mm. then it's about you need to so you've spe- done your homework you've done your homework you've kind
0: of picked a country or a couple of countries to go after and why is that uh yeah so uh,
1: i would also say yeah when you like let's say somewhere like bangkok today is a really great great place to base yourself for looking at southeast asia it's got a it's a good sizable market to test in um and then also good access to the region around um But again, you need to put the time in. The relationship is a major part of doing business there. And again, that's not very different to how you do business here. It's just that those relationships you have here, you've already got the connections, you already get an intro through somebody, and also you're already culturally on the same page. The conversation moves forward, potentially a little bit faster. But, um, and in Asia, you need to take that time. And what I said earlier as well about not making assumptions like, okay, this product is perfect for Bangkok. Probably not. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to sit down and understand the dynamics of the market and how they interact. Um, like even if you take something like e-commerce in China, it's so much further advanced than somewhere like Thailand. Right. Thailand yeah. still is only a very small percentage of online retails actually done uh is on is online a lot of it is still brick and mortar um whether it's in in china online is, is so much more uh, uh advanced so again you need to spend your time there understand the market and make those connections and the big thing though is that uh, you know through the irish network there's typically great connections that can be made and people are very very open to to giving people opportunities to do that and i think it's um the more support that startups here can get in helping them get out to to asia and do that initial sort of research research trip meet and uh check with work with a few corporates to kind of get an understanding of their needs and and the consumers in the market um, the more successful our startups will be going overseas as well to the to the region.
0: Okay, so that brings up a couple of questions for me. One is talk a little bit more about the Irish networks because people here may not know how strong they are and where they are. Another one is the cultural uh, things that you have to understand before you go and whether you can take people at face value or whether there's other ways between the lines of understanding and translating for your business things that people give you feedback on how straightforward is it how how straightforward is the communication what should you be aware of when you kind of dive into that
1: um okay well well the first one in looking at the irish community like in in hong kong um the consul general there peter ryan was amazing at facilitating anybody who was coming over and was looking to reach out and get connections, he would be on it straight away. Yeah, he's,
0: uh, he's an amazing character. Peter, if you're listening, you're an amazing character. You did the same in New York for everybody. So he's uh, he's doing that around the world for the Irish, I think.
1: Yeah, and I, but it does actually set that precedence there as well. And I believe even if, when he has to move on, it'll still remain there. And so uh, we had a, a tech breakfast once a month where it was bringing together people in the Irish, in the tech community, wondering what can we be doing to help Irish startups come out here? How can we really show them and help them make a, an impact while they're here rather than it just to be a bit of a show and tell? Um, and so, and that like your trip out there and uh, Anna when she came out uh, yeah. earlier on this year really help people get an understanding of what's happening.
0: Yeah, because they really, I mean, a couple of things that I realized when I was out there and didn't surprise me necessarily, that people, Irish people, even if they did feel connected back to Ireland, they actually didn't know what was going on here from an innovation perspective at all. So everything I told them was news. To them yeah um so that was one thing that was interesting so that gives us a huge opportunity to try and go out and tell the story more through people like peter and many others in the network the other thing that i found interesting and i'd love your view on this is that the gaa (laughs) network is so strong in asia and i'm wondering whether that's a good business network as well
1: oh like i would say to anybody who's going overseas um whether it's in europe us or asia that if there is a gaa team in your region that you should uh sign up for it actually i was (laughs) just talking to my dad about it the other day it's also something he now tells everybody after seeing uh, like how beneficial it was for me even out there so when i I landed in shenzhen it was the first year of the asia gaelic games and uh, shenzhen had their first they had their men's team um, but there was no women's team. So I ended up playing with Taiwan um, and <laughs> I had never played actual Gaelic football in my life. I was a basketball <laughs> player, but I bought boots before I left to go to Shenzhen because I knew that was going to be my way to make friends and to network and to see what was happening. Yeah. And there are still people from that time that I played with Taiwan that I am still friends with today. Um, and when I lived in Hong Kong, I played with the team there. It's yeah, it's an it's an amazing network and uh, very valuable um, brilliant
0: brilliant yeah. and and a happy bunch yeah
1: we have, we have good fun <laughs> we know how to have good fun definitely great yeah and i guess something you said earlier around uh the culture and how you interact uh in asia and you know a lot of people are very concerned that there's yes, there's definitely uh a, a culture of not wanting to say no to someone and always wanting to uh facilitate people even if it's something that Really, they can't do right, and so that's one of the the biggest things that you need to to look out for. But the thing about it is, they're not doing it in any malicious way, and it's something that you need to just always question. Mm -hmm. Just keep asking how, you know, and and they're happy to say, oh well. And when you can talk through it, and if you see there's anything that you think is actually stretching things, if you've got that open, trusting relationship with them, then you'll figure out a way around it. Um, because one thing that Everyone I met with there is just their creativity in finding solutions is also phenomenal. So maybe they can't do it for you tomorrow, but they'll have figured out it out for you in two weeks' time. But if you get too annoyed with it the next day when it's not exactly as you want it, then they lose face. You lose face because you've lost your... Um, uh, your presence there as well. So it also and, and nobody's wins. So instead it's much better to just be there, trust and and work through things. And in some ways, some of the um some of the business deals that haven't gone as well for for me and, and my and my partner over there um has been actually working with other expats out there rather than working with actual uh, companies in China or Hong Kong or Southeast Asia. So you know it's but it you've got to you gotta put the time in. You yeah, gotta you make gotta make
0: mistakes as you go as well. I guess. Yeah,
1: like a lot of the time, you're pushing boundaries. You're doing something new, and you know the the answer mightn't be there straight away. But you've just gotta work together as a team to get where you want to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, and I'm thinking of the states, and this is true, maybe to a lesser extent in Europe. But that idea, in if you're selling into a corporate, that there would be a champion for what you're doing. And then you would really build a relationship deeply with that senior champion. And they would be, unfortunately, oftentimes the the, the swords that you fall on as well, right? Because you rely so much on them, but if you have a really good champion in a large organization who sees it as something, you know, beneficial to them for bringing you in. And oftentimes in the American business culture, certainly that is something the risk taking is encouraged. How does that parallel over to China?
1: So what's interesting there is, that champion that you need typically needs to be at the most senior, senior level of the organization. So even when we work with uh, with Corporate Says Nest, we need 100% buy-in from the CEO or the president. And like I've sat down opposite the president of Bangkok Bank and talked to them about how we were going to integrate startups into their business. Okay. And without that senior level buy-in, and like at the very, very top, it's ve- it's a lot harder to get business done. Okay. And so but obviously you need that senior level buy-in and then you do need the other stakeholders along the way. But having that senior, senior level buy-in will help facilitate things. And okay. so, and that's one of the reasons why even corporate accelerators and that work so well out there, because getting that access to the top is so difficult, right? Yeah. And so um, that helps uh, fast track the process. Like right. it's doable. You'll still get there and you'll just have meetings and you'll you have to meet with the right people who have the right connections and everything is very relationship orientated so you'll get there but it'll just take a lot longer
0: okay good to know And then what about social media, you know, the way here in the West and inverted commas, you know, we're very, we spend a lot of money and time on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I mean, obviously, depending on your solution that you're selling, but having a good following, having a great blog, communication, communication, content, content. Is that also true over there? Does it have as much... Cachet as much importance over there, or is it more down to the product and the innovation or a mixture?
1: Yeah, it's kind of it, 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 obviously, d- depending on a B2C versus a B2B yeah. product, there's a big differentiator there, but um, I think. You know, in China, WeChat is one of the primary, primary, primary uh, channels there. And that's to do everything. So that's that's where you will sell your product. That's where you uh, the payments go through there. You know, that's your online gaming startup. That's where you'll be, right? So you're actually within social media is the actual right. platform you're in, right? So but then that's different again when you go to Thailand, when you go to Vietnam, when you go to Indonesia, it's all... Um, and that's where the complexity lies. And even you know, if you're going to some like we even notice when we're running events, in Hong Kong, uh, Facebook is where, you know, we get the most interaction happening, whether it's our team in Nairobi, it is Twitter. And they are really and what they'll talk about and how open they'll be in Nairobi and having an opinion is so much larger than life than than the conversation that happens in Hong Kong. And then when you take Bahrain, it's it's Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram, you're nobody. So, again, <laughs> fascinating. It, yeah. So it's and that's the whole challenge but also opportunity with startups looking at Asia and emerging markets as well is that um, because of the different regions that you're dealing with and the different cultures, it takes time and you need to do your research, but the opportunity that is there, the growing economies, the populations that's there and the openness to technology and what's happening, mm-hmm. um, it's it's worthwhile mm-hmm. to take the time.
0: So they are risk takers, they are open to startups, they are open, I mean, I'm generalizing a lot here, but just generally, um, they are open to looking at companies with innovative solutions who may never have had a large corporate client before, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, what well, there's
1: some people who want more validation than others, but there's a lot who are, who want to push forward, who want to... The consumers there are further ahead in in adopting technology than a lot of the markets here in Europe as it is anyway, right? right. So um, they're potentially more ready for some of the technologies that are there than what uh, than what the consumers are here.
0: okay, okay, so that's that that's so it's it's a real opportunity. You know they have the appetite if you have a solution that can that yeah. can work there. Yeah, um then I guess the other obvious question to ask is around talent. You touched on a moment ago the value of local partners should you go local as early as possible or is there a, a, a credibility or a cachet again with being I mean, you've given from Ireland coming into you know bank you know the Hong Kong Bank of Hong Kong or whatever it is what, what's um you know I, I again I think assuming that
1: since you're coming from the west over there is is You'll open some doors and, you know, you'll have some initial conversations. But really, the way you're going to get business done is taking much more of kind of a a, a local approach and finding people in the different communities that are advocates for you and who have been there and have the respect already generated. I mean, it's obviously not impossible at all. But I think um, arriving as Neve Given saying, I've got the best solution for your for your bank. You need it um is going to get shut down pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and deservedly yeah. so. And deservedly so, yeah. yeah. Um
1: yeah. but again and it's the same for any business, it's like you've got if you do are going to hire locally, don't rush into it. Okay. You've got to take your time, do your reference check, spend time because that person is going to be representing your brand there. And again, people I think get kind of they want to go move fast. They want to get going and Make decisions before they've really properly understand the impact on 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 how the relation on the relationships there because the relationship is just so important.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I would say take your time in finding the right person on the ground to represent your brand as well.
0: Super. Uh, So, you know, we're tracking on Tech Ireland about 50 companies who are targeting China, Indonesia, Thailand. We looked up a couple of other companies there a moment ago. So if any of those companies are listening and are looking for hook-ins to China, are those other countries. And I know EI would have a fair presence over there as well as GAA, um, you know, let us know are indeed if there are any uh, specialists out there who want to support Irish companies going into those markets, you know, we can be the go-between on those as well. Uh, Nev, I have to ask you one final question. How is it having a name like N-I-A-M-H? Is it as painful as it is in the States, in China to have a name like ours? Um, I don't know. I've always embraced it. I've kind of, you know,
1: I, I'm happy to, to answer to any variation of it, but then I'll also make sure that it, it gets spelt and pronounced properly in the end. It's funny, actually, because I have a four year old daughter and obviously she was born in Hong Kong and her name is Aoife. And again, nice. with the Irish spelling. Yeah. So um, and I was like, well, it didn't do me any harm. So she'll be she'll be good. No, it, it helps us
0: stand out. I believe we, we were memorable. Absolutely, absolutely. In there's more ways than one, I think. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me.